get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Native St. Louis and Lindenwood University product lead anchor of MLB Network, Greg Amzinger, is kind enough to join us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well, Randy. You know, this is the time of year where I, I somehow gain uh, 10 pounds. I'm trying to um, fight that right now. So at the moment, uh, when uh, your producer, Scott, does a great job, called me, I, I was doing squats. So uh, I'm sweaty. I'm doing things I don't want to do because now after the age of 40, Randy, as you know, um, it becomes more difficult to shed the weight. So I'm going to try to make sure that when I go back, uh, I'm in decent, plain shape for television. Greg, we had a contest here. I am out. Scott is out. And Michelle, and she'll tell you about it, is continuing what she's doing. It's called 75 Hard. Michelle? Yeah, Greg, so this is a program that was started by Andy Frisella, who's a native St. Louisan, so maybe you should get on board. And it's se- mm. it's 75 days, and you have to complete every single one of these tasks for 75 days. You have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. You have to drink a gallon of water, no alcohol. You have to take a progress picture of yourself. You have to follow a diet of your choosing, but no cheat meals for 75 days. And then the last and most difficult thing is that you have to do two 45-minute workouts a day and one has to be outside regardless of the weather situation well when when you said no alcohol for 75 days it lost me um it's the worst stop paying attention uh it does sound like it really does sound like it's an epic workout and i i don't know if i have the discipline to do it um but but I do want I want Randy to send me the information. I will look into it and maybe I'll call my agent and I'll have someone pressure me into doing it because I think that's what I need. But I'll say this one other thing. We'll start talking baseball. Um, Now the uh, presidential election is over. I find myself with so much more free time. Instead of like following the news and what's going on and all this chaos, I I was really bored the other day. So do you know what I I taught myself? My my 17-year-old daughter and I sat down and like, you know what? Let's learn something. We learned the game of chess. What a wonderful game. Oh, my gosh. I'm obsessed with chess. So I think now that this whole political climate is is kind of evaporating, if you will, um, I think we can actually learn more things. We're going to find ourselves with so much more time. So maybe I can dedicate 75 days to not drinking alcohol and getting ripped. (laughs) Maybe I can. Greg, were you and your daughter inspired by the Queen's Gambit? How did you know? Because I'm watching it too, Greg. I'm watching it too. I watched all of it. My wife and I were obsessed with it. My daughter loved it as well. I never thought the idea, think about it. You're sitting in a production meeting, right? And you're like, okay, there's a script. They want to turn this into a series of shows. Will it play? It's a bunch of people playing chess, competitive chess against (laughs) each other. Oh, that sounds action packed. People will love the drama in that. 
I said, what are you talking about? I was obsessed with the show, and I didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> I had no idea what the game was, and I thought it was so great. So, yes. You totally called me out, Michelle. You're on fire this morning. Thank you, Greg. Uh, Greg, two quick fun facts for you. When he was the Cardinal manager, Mike Matheny had the ping pong table taken out of the Cardinal clubhouse and chess boards put in. Mm. And you will be happy to know that in your hometown, in the Central West End, is the World Chess Hall of Fame. I never knew that. Yep. I love the Central West End. Oh, my goodness. If I, I, I tell my wife all the time, if we ever move back to St. Louis, that's where we're going. I'm, I'm finding a sweet spot, Central West End. There is a whiskey bar down there. I, this, again, goes back to why I probably couldn't do the 75 straight <laughs> days. Um, there's a whiskey bar down there that is just to dive for. Uh, the owner took me down to the basement one night, and it was like, I can't remember all of it, but it was a really awesome time. I love the Central West. Another reason to go hang out there, because of the chest. Hall of Fame. That's awesome. Why can't you remember all of it? <laughs> no, you, man. There were some bottles that had like layers of dust on them that when he opened it up, the fumes made me not, not remember where I was. Yeah, but that's the good stuff. When it's dusty, that's the good stuff. Um, oh, no doubt. Well, Greg, a guy that a lot of people thought was playing chess instead of checkers oftentimes with the, was Theo Epstein, who announced that he was leaving the Cubs. What do you think the state of the Cubs is going to be now that Jed Hoyer is in charge and Theo is not with the club anymore? Well, I don't think, you know, the continuity is going to remain the same. Star power in the front office obviously is diminished, but Theo is a brilliant man. Um, I got a chance to know him really well, uh, hosting Peter Gammon's um, charity events in Chicago and in Boston, the rock and roll events that he would do, the charity to be named later is actually what it's called, and Theo and his brother were key components in that charity. He's got a chance to hang out with Theo a lot, and you know, he, he's, he's a very driven guy. In many ways, this is like Jordan retiring. He just kind of got bored. Do I think he's going to come back like Jordan did? Yeah. In the same uh, role? I don't know. I think he's kind of conquered that role as a baseball executive. There were a lot of things at play with the, uh, with the Chicago Cubs and currently in play. The Ricketts family, um, you know, a tricky ownership group to kind of figure out. The siblings all uh, vying for power. They, they own a lot of real estate around Wrigley Field. So their net worth is, is insane in terms of what, they, what property they own, the new marquee network. But yet, because of all the stuff they own, they don't have free liquid cash to spend money on payroll, which I knew was going to come to a head. And Theo Epstein isn't someone that likes to operate on a, a tight budget. He's not a mid-market front office executive. Jed Hoyer got a taste of that when he was with the San Diego Padres before Theo plucked him back into his team. So I think Jed's going to toe the line at a much better level than Theo was going to. Uh, Theo doesn't want to be told we can't afford that guy. <laughs> and, uh, that's what was coming for the Chicago Cubs. So I, I, personally, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if the most grand thought uh, came to fruition someday. And what is that? I wouldn't be shocked if Theo Epstein was the commissioner of baseball down the road. That is how highly regarded he is in the sport. Uh, respect from players and owners, uh, which is a hard thing to get. And, um, you know, I think the world of the guys. So do I think the Cubs are going to operate any differently? I think it's a sign of things to come. They're not going to be the team that's signing everybody and, and spending a ton of cash. The, the next John Lester signing is years and years and years down the road. And as, as, as many compliments as I give Theo Epstein, if you look back at his track record of signing free agents, 
John Lester worked out, but Jason Hayward, Carl Crawford, the list kind of goes on and on. He did not knock all of those decisions out of the park. So I just see the Cubs are going to operate very similar to the way the Chicago White Sox are operating, which is crazy if you're a Cubs fan. Better resume with everything that you just said between Theo Epstein and John Mosaylock. Not even close. Not even close. Epstein went into a couple of places where he didn't win, right? He had multiple losing seasons, had multiple top 10 picks. The the best pick that John Mozeliak has ever had has been number 19. You mentioned that Theo went to a couple of places where they didn't worry about money. He was able to give Manny Ramirez 180. He was able to, to re-sign Big Poppy to the big money. And he, he's had multiple losing seasons. Mozeliak's never had a losing season. Uh, Theo's been to three World Series. Mozeliak's been to two. So you say not even close? It's not even close. John Mosellock blows away with the UFC stuff. And, but you have to be a grinder in the sport to recognize that. So what will not be noticed 100 years from now is John Mosellock's consistency in St. Louis will be noticed. But nationally, no. When you end two curses, you're one of the best baseball executives in the history of the sport, regardless of how deep your pockets are. Regardless of how many bad signings and, and aging superstars you signed, yeah, Theo Epstein's going to have you know it's the Hall of Fame for a reason. Fame, you know Barry Larkin was it, it, I, I know Barry well, a good former colleague of mine, and it kind of chapped him that Ozzie Smith was considered the best shortstop of that generation because Barry Larkin's offensive numbers and all this, that, and the other, and I had to put my hand on, on, my, on my boy's shoulder and go, "Hey, buddy, I love you, but <laughs> but it's the Hall of Fame." Ozzy Smith is just more famous. He's a bigger superstar. He's just more well-known. And that's, to me, the analogy here. John Mozeliak will be Barry Larkin, and Dave Epstein is going to be Ozzy Smith. Greg Amsinger with us on 101 ESPN. Hey, I want you to talk about the suspension of Robbie Cano. You sent me a picture of you and Robbie out for dinner earlier this year, right before the World Series. And I know that because you texted me, I, I adore the guy. So what's your thought? Uh, heartbroken. I sat at dinner with him, and we've gone to dinner many times. We lived in the same town in Jersey when he played for the New York Yankees. And I was like, Robbie, yo, this is great. You had a monster year, uh, in a shortened season with the Mets. You're signed through 2023. You have an opportunity here to really prove the authenticity of your career. And there aren't many guys that get that opportunity to do that. Uh, Ryan Braun had that opportunity, and, he, and, he, and he, he's failed. Nelson Cruz has had that opportunity, and he's thrived right? Uh, once you get popped for PEDs, you get tested more regularly than other players. So the fact that you're going to get tested all the time, you're going to pass these tests. This is a conversation I had two days before I left for the World Series. And he's like, oh, I know, I know. And this is a guy, he's so competitive. He loves the game so much. He sends videos to all these young Dominican players that are in the sport trying to turn him around. Willie Castro, who just had a, a renaissance breakout year for the Detroit Tigers, and had a lot to do with Robinson Cano. All these young players love him. Fernando Tatis looked up to Robbie Cano, like knew him as a kid. Robbie Cano's his godfather. Robbie Cano came back from the big leagues when he was a rookie with the Yankees and gave Fernando Tatis Jr. his glove. And Fernando Tatis Jr. grew up idolizing and playing like him, right? Robbie Cano was a legend there in the Dominican. He's so competitive that he couldn't not he couldn't just age gracefully. And it's just so sad. He had so much to lose, including millions and millions of dollars. He's not going to get paid. And I don't know what's going to happen for the rest of his career, which is so sad because I, I know people who are vilifying these PED guys totally understand that. Sometimes I do the same thing. This is one of the nicest dudes you're ever going to meet. Million-dollar smile, 
sweetheart of a person. So this just, it sucks, man, that, that he's so competitive, so driven. He couldn't help himself after having so much success last year to be back to being a superstar at the age 38 season. There are guys that just can't let it go. They cannot just just become human like the rest of us and just bit him in a big way. So Hall of Fame, gone. He'll never be considered for that. Uh, it's just too bad. We'll see how his career ends, but it's not going to be in the same light it was in 2020. You think the Mets, when they got word, said, oh, okay, with $24 million off the books, we can go sign, heck, we can sign Colton Wong for $4 million. <laughs> no doubt about it, man. I mean, they're dancing the streets as I say that. If you go back and look at Robbie Cano's stats, Cole Wong's not in 10 home runs no. in 52 games. And may I remind you, uh, Robbie Cano's hitting 315 or 320 during a year, and he's being removed for a defensive replacement. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't get all four of his at-bats all the time. So to me, you're not going to see the production uh, at second base, even at Robbie Cano's age 38 season. So it, it's, it's too bad. They're going to save the money. They'll be happy about it because of the offseason that we're in after a pandemic. But it's just a shame. It's a shame. I wish people in St. Louis knew how great of a guy Robbie Cano is because you, you would just look at it through a, a completely different lens. Greg, it is Thursday. Next Thursday is Thanksgiving, and we won't have another opportunity on the air. So we want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. All right. Now, make sure uh, that you send me the details of Michelle's gauntlet workout because <laughs> I, I, I just want to look at it because I might burn a couple cars by just reading it. Okay? <laughs> Good so call. That'll help me out. You will be happy, happy to know. I made it for 27 days, was it? Yeah. And you did a great job. Then we had a day where it was like 34 degrees and pouring, and I said, I can't get outside to do a workout today. So no, I bailed. No. So you, you cracked open a Budweiser, and that was the end. <laughs> the party's <laughs> over, man. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Greg. All right. Take care, guys. See you, brother. That is our friend Greg Amzinger from Lindenwood University, native of St. Louis, and MLB Network now. Greg always gives the best perspective because we read a headline about Robinson Cano and we have our immediate reaction to it. But you don't think about how many people he's had an impact on that are genuinely disappointed and bummed out to yep. read this, that idolized him in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. It's And obviously great friends. And you would you would have hoped that he wouldn't have run into those problems. I also, I'm trying to defend my, my John Mosaic defense and I don't have to. <laughs> I was thinking not even close in terms of uh, Theo. Oh, when he said it's not even close, I sat back and I was ready for him to go on one of his epic Greg responses about how Theo is is head, heads and tails, heads and shoulders, excuse me, above John Mozalek. And then he goes ahead and takes your side, Randy. I feel uh, defeated. Unreal. <laughs> We've got ticket or leave it coming up. Get your text into the Air Comfort Service text line 65780. Michelle, Randy, and Tioli next on 101 ESPN.